August 8, 2021 from Odessa, Texas. Miracle is what we will talk today about. But before we get there, I would like to invite you to download the bulletin if you can. Go to the website, thechurch.us, and look for the tab bulletins. The other way to do it is if you're watching a big TV, grab your phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code that you see on the screen, and voila, you will be able to see the bulletin of this morning. Thank you so much for your support. Dear friends, we couldn't do what we do without your help. It is actually an honor and also a big responsibility to receive contributions for everybody from you and many others here, our church members. We all give contributions to the church and that allows us to pay, pay for everything that we need to use for our broadcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs, and thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the broadcast. Thank you, beautiful church members, for all the help you are giving us in the name of Jesus. Today, we are going to be talking about miracle. Miracle is a weird word because, you know, sometimes we say, for instance, somebody that always comes late to work or anything, and then this person comes on time, and we say, well, that's a miracle. <laughs> we see that when someone that is irresponsible and suddenly is being responsible, we say, well, that's a miracle. You know, things like that. We use the word miracle, but I would like us to be aware that actually miracles are around us all the time. And you're thinking, miracle, miracles are around us all the time? Yeah. There is going to be a miracle when there is a need. Every time there is a need, you will see a miracle. If there is no need, what is the miracle? So you are thinking, hmm, I would like to see miracles. Well, you will see the miracles whenever you are experiencing a big need. Today, I want to share with you a wonderful passage of, this, of the scripture. This is actually a real story, something that happened to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, well, let's go together to the scripture. The passage that we read from the easy-to-read version, and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, comes from uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8. So we read all together. Jesus and his followers came to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch the men. So Jesus held the blind man's hand and led him out of the village. So he spit on the man's eyes. He laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see now? The man looked up and said, Yes, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Again, Jesus laid his hands on the man's eyes, and the man opened them wide. His eyes were healed, and he was able to see everything clearly. That is a wonderful story. Again, the Lord Jesus performing a miracle. But there are some details here that uh, we need to consider. Well, one of those things, of course, the spinning on the eyes of the guy is kind of uh, controversial. 
you will never expect something like that coming from God, right? But there is other thing that I would like you to, to think about. is the fact that uh, the Lord Jesus took this man from his hand and walked, and walked leading him out of the village. So for a moment, I want you to picture exactly what happened here. First of all, this guy was not the one precisely going to seek the Lord. It was a group of people. They were friends of him, perhaps relatives. People that thought, this man is blind and here is Jesus performing miracles. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a wonderful thing going on here. So let's bring him to Jesus. So when he comes where the Lord Jesus was, the Lord immediately grabbed his hand and started walking with him out of the village. You know, just walking with him. Now, you know that when the Lord Jesus is walking with him, the guy that is blind, he, he can't see, but he can hear. And he is listening. What is he is listening to? Maybe he is listening to the multitude. Maybe he is listening to the noises that everyone is making while they are walking. Maybe he is listening to some conversations. Maybe he is listening to nature or perhaps people screaming, yelling, or praising Jesus. Question. Is it possible that this man was listening to Jesus? Is it possible that the Lord Jesus was talking to this man when he was walking with him out of the village, holding his hand? Is it possible? I want you to think about this. The second thing that is actually shocking is how the Lord Jesus performed the miracle by spitting on this man's eyes. Don't tell me that that is okay with you, because it's not okay with me. I will never say, yeah, go ahead, spit on me. What is this thing all about? You know? But the truth is, that is what happened. The Lord Jesus just, after walking him out of the village, perhaps talking to him, he turned and he spit on the man's eyes. And then the question was, <laughs> can you see? Now you are this blind man, okay? You are the blind man. <laughs> you are walking with Jesus. You can't see anything. You are hearing all these things, perhaps Jesus' voice. Maybe he's telling you about his kingdom. Maybe he's talking to you about eternity, heaven. Maybe he's talking to you about your own story, why you became blind. Maybe he's talking to you about what is going to happen in the future? But suddenly, you can see, you guys stop walking, and then you feel something, you hear something, and it was the Lord Jesus spinning on your eyes. Boom. <laughs> what would you do? What is that? Right? But the Lord Jesus didn't give him any chance, any time to think about it. Immediately, he asked him, can you see now? So the guy starts to blink. And he says, he looked up and said, yes, yes, I see people. Well, they look like, tree, like trees walking around. B, 
because the vision was not restored to him. His sight was not restored fully right away. For whatever reason, the Lord Jesus didn't heal him immediately. So what the Lord did was he laid his hands on this man's eyes again, right? And then the eyes were wide open. Then is when he was able to see everything clearly. Everything was clear to him. Amazing, right? Amazing miracle. Because that is what we are talking today about. Miracles. You know what is your first miracle, my friend? Your first miracle is that somehow you will know that Jesus is able to help you. That is your first miracle. Maybe the Lord will use somebody, a relative, a friend, your parents, your spouse, co-worker, neighbor, somebody, someone in the store, someone online, somebody that is acquainted with you on a social media platform, anybody, customer, anyone, somehow you will know that the Lord Jesus is able to help you. Because the Lord has that power. The Lord has that ability to put things together Connect people in such a way and put things in such a way that eventually you will know that Jesus is able to help you. That's your first miracle, my friend. That's the first miracle we experience. Whether we were looking for it or not, whether we believed or not, whether we were thinking about it or not, Somehow, we get to hear that Jesus is able to help you. And that catches your attention. You see, maybe, you know, maybe, like this blind man, people brought him to Jesus and they were talking to him. Jesus will heal you. Well, maybe, I don't know. But somehow, you will know that Jesus is able to help you. The second miracle you will experience is, is that somehow you will listen to what Jesus has to say. Somehow you will be able to listen. You know what is interesting in life? Especially when it's about our relationship with God. <laughs> that for some reason we are so against it. Maybe you understand what I'm saying. Somehow we are just like, no, I'm not into it. I'm not into church stuff. You know, I don't have anything against church people. I don't, I don't have anything against uh, Christianity or you guys, believers, you know. <laughs> you're on your own, guys. You're, you're in your little circle, in your little world, you know. Good for you. We say things like that. We think that way sometimes. But somehow 
in the midst of our needs, we get to hear that Jesus might be able to help you. And then somehow you start to hear what Jesus has to say. And you will start to listen. Which is a big difference, right? You hear the rain. You listen a message. Somehow, although you were not interested, you ended up watching a video, listening to a podcast. Somehow, now you are listening to what Jesus has to say about. That was your second miracle. But the third miracle is that Jesus will shock you. <laughs> Do you realize how shocking it was for this blind man to know that Jesus spit on his eyes? I mean, it is just shocking for anybody. So you are friends with this blind man. You bring him to Jesus. You have seen Jesus making tons of miracles, you know. <laughs> But you will never expect something shocking. You will never expect anything shocking, really. You just say, you know, Jesus is unique. It's special. He has his ways. But something shocking like that, maybe you don't expect it, right? But the truth is sometimes it's exactly what happens. So I want you to go ahead and analyze this, what I'm saying to you. Your first miracle is that somehow you get to hear that Jesus might, might be able to help you. Somehow you ended up listening to what Jesus has to say to you about your need. But then the third miracle is that Jesus will shock you with something. He will do something in your life. He will do something in your circumstances. Somehow, you will be shocked. You will just shock, thinking, what's going on here? What's happening? And that is a miracle. So you see, so far you are experiencing three miracles. And you are thinking, I don't know any miracles. Well, you just did. You heard about the possibility that Jesus might be able to help you. That's a miracle because you were not looking for it. It just came to you. Suddenly you are listening to Jesus. That's another miracle because you didn't want it to. And now suddenly you are shocked with certain things. And you know, is God behind scenes in all these things? And the fourth miracle is that Jesus will continue working in your life always because he never stops. There is a song that we sing in church all the time and it, it talks about that. He says, you never stop working, God. You never stop working because in your relationship with God, it's just like that. On Sunday, the Lord does something. On Monday, the Lord does other things. On Tuesday is a new thing, on Wednesday other thing, and day after day you just go through all these experiences, experiences because the Lord is always working in your life. He never stops working. It's something after the other. So this blind man who initially, you know, without looking for it, was brought to Jesus, 
suddenly he was listening to Jesus. And then the, the, the shocking news, boom, spinning on his eyes. Wow. But then he started to see. He was able to start seeing, but it was not clear. The Lord Jesus then continued working on, in his life, laid his hands on his eyes. And then he was able to see clearly everything. That's a miracle. You see, being able to see clearly. Sometimes we are looking for a miracle that has to do with money, with employment, with relationships, with health, with things that we can see, you know, material things, without being aware that the true miracle is what happens inside of us. Because suddenly we are able to see clearly. Isn't it beautiful? It's actually very pretty when you think about it. Now, next Sunday, August 15th, on our worship service 251, I'll be talking to you about the Suez Canal, which is a part of the geography many people don't know about it. And there are wonderful historic events that happen there. And that is the message for next Sunday here in Victory Church. But remember what I told you initially. Miracles are around us all the time when there is a need. If there is a need, a miracle is going to happen. What is your need today? Expect a miracle from God because God is on the move. He is on the move and he will not stop working. He's always doing something in our lives. But I'm going to tell you another story. That has to do precisely with the fact of somebody not able to see. This passage is in the book of Acts. And uh, so here he will read, There was a follower of Jesus in Damascus named Ananias. In a vision, the Lord said to him, Ananias, Ananias answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, Straight Street, Find the house of Judas and ask for a man named Saul from the city of Tarsus. Here is, he is there now praying. He has a vision in which a man named Ananias came and laid his hand on him so that he could see again. Okay, this is really, really interesting. Saul, which his name was changed later to Paul, is the person that we are talking about. And this other Ananias. They, this guy, Ananias, was a believer. He is in Damascus, city where Saul was brought after he became blind when he encountered Jesus on his way to Damascus. So here is Paul in this room, wherever he was, in the street called the Straight Street, which is kind of funny to me thinking that miracles will happen when you are straight. I mean, on the straight street. Anyways, so here's Paul, and he had a vision. Now you tell me, is that a miracle or what? And many people are against that. They say, I don't want to hear about visions or dreams. You know, it's just too 
extrasensorial. <laughs> you know, it's not something intellectual. I want a, to understand everything related with God. Well, good luck. Because honestly, with the good Lord, it's not mind to mind. Mm -mm. It is heart to heart. It's like being in love with somebody. The love that you have for somebody, your relatives, friends, you know? Yes, you can have intellectual relationships for business. Whatever you want to discuss business-wise, intellectual relationships are okay. I'm not saying it's wrong. But when it's about the connection between two individuals, it's heart to heart. You are with your family. You are with your relatives, with your children or parents. You don't talk mind to mind. It becomes old. Boring, actually. But when it's heart to heart, you know, it's wonderful. Why? Because it's a true connection. Heart to heart. And then from there, you build it and you can develop all kind of intellectual and very profound conversations about anything. But you have the basic connection. It's heart to heart. With the good Lord, it's the same. And when you move heart to heart with the good Lord, he will do things that are strange. He will shock you, like having a vision. So here is Paul having a vision. In that vision, he saw Ananias coming to pray for him, laying, laying, his, laying his, hand, his hands on him so he could see again. All right, next part. Chapter 9, verses 13 through 16. But Ananias answered, Lord, <laughs> many people have told me about this man. They told me about the many bad things he did to your holy people in Jerusalem. Now he has come here to Damascus. The leading priests have given him the power to arrest all people who trust in you. And I am one of those, of course. But the Lord Jesus said to Ananias, go. I have chosen Saul for an important work. I want him to tell other nations, their rulers, and the people of Israel about me. I will show him all that he must suffer for me. So in this particular case, <laughs> Ananias was hesitating, naturally, because he heard all the bad things Paul was doing everywhere. He was not happy with the idea, yeah, sure, I'm going to get there. And, you know, if, if I get into trouble, it's okay. No, <laughs> you don't think that way. I don't think that way. Nobody thinks that way. We all always are prudent, right? We wash our hands. We wear the mask, etc. All kind of precautions because we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but here... <laughs> The Lord Jesus himself said to Ananias, forget about it. You just go because I have a plan for this man. And you will go and you will do it. And just so you know, in order for him to be useful in my kingdom, he has to go through a lot of sufferings. Because I'm going to test him. You know, like gold has to be purified to get rid of what is not pure through high temperature. Servants of God, they want to be powerful and we, they want to reach the world and be effective and sometimes popular. But they don't consider the, the fact of the suffering as a price. You see, suffering for the Lord 
is necessary for a true servant of God. But it's not a final state. It's just a process to be purified. So Ananias heard that. So he understood. And he go, okay, he will go. I'll go. So Ananias left and went to the house of Judas. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Saul, my brother. <laughs> this is funny, really. Saul, my brother. So now he's at peace, right? My brother, the Lord Jesus sent me. He is the one who, the one you saw on the road when you came here, he sent me so that you can see again and also be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something that looked like fish scales fell off Saul's eyes. He was able to see. Then he got up and was baptized. Oh, boy. The things that can happen when you obey the voice of the Lord Jesus and you go wherever he says you go. Another song. I will go wherever you tell me to go. I will do whatever you tell me to do. You are as an instrument in the hands of the Lord, like Ananias. Suddenly, his heart changed. You know, initially he was nervous. Actually, he was more than nervous, right? He was actually afraid. He was concerned and worried about his own life. Ended up in prison. What about Stephen, the first martyr? He thought, man, this is tricky. But he did it anyways, because the Lord told him so. And he goes with confidence, trusting in the Lord, because there is a plan for Saul. So he says, I'm going to. And when he's there, his heart is totally different. He sees Paul, Saul, he sees him with, with different eyes. There is a change of your heart. It doesn't matter who is the person in trouble. When the Lord says to you, you got to do this, <laughs> you're going to do it, and your heart changes. Suddenly you are like, hmm, I see this. I see that there is a plan. The Lord has a plan for this man. Now I understand. This guy got into a lot of trouble. He was persecuting the church and Christians. Boy, he was against us. And now, Saul, my brother? <laughs> Isn't it that cute? Saul, my brother? <laughs> you know, there is no more fear. He was confident in the Lord. And he says, actually, the Lord Jesus sent me. He is the one that you saw. So Ananias had a whole understanding of the situation because he was listening to the Lord. Listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit will give you a clear understanding of the situation around people in need, particularly those that are going to be useful in the kingdom of God. Although they seem to be against us, you don't know what the Lord is going to do through them in the future. But Paul was there longing for Ananias because the Lord told them in a vision that Ananias will come. So they meet. And then is when Ananias prays for Paul and he 
receives the power of the Holy Spirit and he is filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit makes you totally different. The power of the Holy Spirit in you will change your priorities. The power of the Holy Spirit will change your view of life. The power of the Holy Spirit will, will make you see life differently. Your priorities change. The power of the Holy Spirit in you will move you to act in the supernatural. The power of the Holy Spirit in you will help you to see life from God's perspective. Because the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, controlling you, leading you entirely, will help you to see things exactly from God's angle. And guess what happened? As soon as Paul is filled with the Holy Spirit, boom! Imagine something like contacts pop up. They look like fish scales, like contacts. And then he was able to see. And Paul is like, my goodness, I can see. I can see. Immediately Paul says, I want to get baptized. I want to start this right away. When the miracle happens, you want to, to keep moving and move forward. You don't sit there thinking, you know what, maybe I should go to church now. <laughs> you know, maybe I should get baptized. I'm thinking about that. You just say, I'm going to do it. It's one powerful miracle in your life. You don't stop. You just move forward and you say, I will do what I have to do. Sometimes you are the miracle. Sometimes you will be the one person going to touch someone's life. And you will be the miracle. When the Lord guides you, puts in your heart that you must go to talk to somebody about something. And you know it's God talking to you. You obey because you will see a miracle and you are the miracle. You will go and see wonders of God in the life of people when you realize that you are an instrument of God. You are a believer. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You know it. It's all that you care about. This the, the voice of God in you, His Word. Every day, day and night, the music to worship God. Your thoughts, your desires. God is just moving you in a different dimension. Now you are living in the supernatural. You are the miracle. You just need to go. Sometimes you are the miracle. But what is the greatest miracle that you can experience? Is when finally you are able to see. Someone says, well, it all depends. If you are in a wheelchair, the greatest miracle will be to walk. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. If you don't have kidneys and you're going to have a transplant, that's the greatest miracle. Kidneys. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Heart. Transplanting a heart. No, wait a minute. And on and on. 
everyone will try to find something that will be better, a better and greater miracle in their lives. But the truth is, the greatest miracle is not the miracle that happens outside or even in your own body. Not even in your own eyes, my friend. The greatest miracle is when finally you are able to see. To see. I can see. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you are like that blind man. I can see. Kinda. I kinda understand God's will. I kinda understand God's kingdom. This man said, I see people like trees walking. <laughs> But when you allow the Lord continue working in your life, because he doesn't stop working, eventually you will be able to see clearly. The greatest miracle you can experience is when you are able to see. To see what? To see what the Lord God is seeing. So you will just allow him through, listen, the Holy Spirit in you, illuminating your, your soul, your mind, your feelings, your emotions, your whole being, to see what the Lord God is seeing. That's the greatest miracle. Sometimes even you pray, people die. Sometimes, even though you pray, divorce happens. Sometimes, even though you pray, the kids go in the wrong track, get involved in homosexuality or drugs, corruption, gangs. Sometimes, even though you are praying, your body doesn't get better, rather it's getting worse. But the greatest miracle is when you are able to see that God loves you, that God has a plan. We lose people sometimes that we love, and we need to learn to accept God's will and say, it was God's will. And we will keep the memories of those individuals that we love. Sometimes it is impossible to save a marriage. Children suffer. You suffer. The parents of the couple are suffering as well. Friends. Everybody suffers. Losing a job, losing a company. And what about experiencing in your own life the loss of a child, whether it's for illness or drugs or any evil? But that doesn't mean that God abandoned you. That doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't care for you. That doesn't mean that the Lord has favorite and he says, no, let him die. No, no, no. Save this one. That doesn't mean that. 
the Lord always has a plan. And we just need to learn to accept His will. And when you do that, is when you are experiencing the greatest miracle when you are able to see clearly. That, my friend, is the greatest miracle that you can experience. You align your will to his will. You remember the words of the Lord Jesus in Gethsemane? Father, not my will, but yours. Whatever you say, it's okay with me. It's okay with me. That's the greatest miracle, my friend. And from there, the Lord will move the ways that he wants to move to do amazing things, like the story of these men. And you know what the scripture says in this verse 26? Again, Jesus laid his hands on these men's eyes, and the men opened them wide. His eyes were healed, and he was able to see everything clearly. Because it's one thing at a time. 34 years ago, in 1987, the Lord saved me from a life of disaster. He brought me. Like this blind man was brought through the help of people to Jesus. 34 years ago. I cannot tell you the long list of mistakes, sins, and stupidity that I personally have lived in my life. It's embarrassing. It's ugly. It's awful. Disgusting. My sins. 34 years ago. The Lord saved me and rescued me. It started to help me to understand life. Eventually, I went to the Bible Institute and later to the theological seminary, to the theological university. I got my training. I had my mentors and supervisors teaching me, leading me to understand what is to be a minister. Still today, I struggle with, with things that I just pray. Like I just prayed probably a couple of hours ago here in this beautiful campus where the Lord has blessed us with this six acres property. And I was looking at the sky and say, I said to the Lord this, open my eyes, Lord, so I can be able to see everything clearly. I need to see your will. Because I want to see his will. I want to be able to see clearly every day. What is what he has for me? What is what I should be doing? Because if I am not doing what he wants me to do, what I'm doing is worthless. It's meaningless. But if I am doing what he wants me to do, well, let me tell you, then I'm okay. Because I'm obeying. 
And I have learned in 34 years that obeying him is much better. I have learned that I can surrender. I have learned that through learning, by becoming accountable, talking to my pastors and mentors and family and friends about my situations and the problems that I face, is how he is removing these fish scales from my sight so I can see clearly. Because the Lord doesn't stop working in my life. And he will never stop working in your life either. The big question is if you are willing to obey him. If you are willing to accept his will. If you are willing to say, okay, I surrender. I'm not going to push you anymore, Lord. If you don't want to heal me, I'm okay with that. If you don't want to save my marriage, I'm okay with that. If you don't want to to restore my job, my business, my family, my relationships. You don't want to bring this child back to me. Lord, if this is a disaster all around me, are you willing to accept God's will completely and say, Lord, whatever you say, I am okay with that. The kingdom of God established in your heart. And then you stop fighting with the Lord. You stop fighting against His will. And you try to manipulate things because you will never anyways fix them. Now those who like to be in the darkness, and I was one of those, I know what it is to try to control things and you know, tweak things. And for a moment... For a period of time, you think, I think I got it. It was just an illusion. It was just getting worse and worse. Praise God. Praise God for our mistakes. Because when we failed, when we see the disasters that we make, and and we see the consequences of all those things, the mess that we have made, Humbly, we can bow down before him and say, I admit it, Lord. I was wrong. That humility will come because of the power of the Holy Spirit working in your heart, but also because of your willingness to surrender. Also because you say, I am done with these things. I'm done. I need to to start all over again. And that is the greatest miracle, my friend. When you are able to see clearly, clearly what is what he wants. And then is what you see, miracle after miracle, after miracle, after miracle, after miracle. And never stop your walk in the Lord brings miracles every day to your life because he will move in wonders. Wonderful things he will do in your life once you accept that it has to be done his way. So are you ready for a new life, my friend? Are you ready to start again? What is the requirement? Romans 10, 9. It says that the only requirement is to to say, okay, I believe Jesus is the son of God. He has risen from death. 
He is in heaven and he will come back for his church. Therefore, the only thing that we must do is to believe. And we say prayers like this, dear God, you're amazing. You have a plan for everyone. You have a plan for me. I believe, I believe you can do miracles. Please forgive me, Lord. You are the one that I want to adore. Lord, you are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. Lord, I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My dear friend, it's in the beautiful cross in Calvary where everything begins. That is why you and I can say together this powerful declaration, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you His kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, Victory Church, everyone in this congregation say to you, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and I'll see you next week. for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.